All right, Damage Blue, we're back for our all new show. Um, it is sunny in Southern California, and as much as I want to get on a plane and go somewhere, I'm staying grounded for at least seven to ten days. Good what? for you. <laughs> Wait, that's it? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a long time. That is a long time. I I feel like I mean I feel like I'm on this tour. There's so much ground to be covered. You know, uh, recently I've you know been going back and forth with the team about what I actually want to do with my career. You know, I, for years I've wanted to be, um, I wanted to have a nationally syndicated daytime show, and I've somewhat abandoned that idea because I just feel like there's so many politics. At least for right now, there's just so many politics in daytime television and in television in general that the idea of playing into the politics of what it takes to get that, I'm just not willing to do it, you know? And I was asked, you know, are you willing to play the game? What does that even mean? Why do I need to play the game? And I just feel like there's no money that I can think of that would make me feel okay inside being something other than I am. I am who I am. And I feel like people that change the game are because they are who they are. And I feel like right now in this era of media, I am the only person that does this the way that I do it, that looks like me, that sounds like me. And so I'm I'm just not going to do it. So I had all these plans to fly around, meetings here and there. I just said, you know what? Cancel all the flights. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay home. I'm going to stay grounded. And I'm going to just really focus on what it is that I want to do without the For pressure of having to be something else. Yeah, 10 days. That's a long time. Jason, you know, 10 days is what it takes a package to come from. Okay. Yes. 10 days is a lot for you. I'll give you that. I would say though, like think about people like Chelsea Handler who've had nighttime daytime talk shows kind of, you know what I mean? Where you can be a little bit, you know, risque, but and have your own way of doing things, but be like on a, like a big network like E where you like have the 11 o'clock hour to kiki with your friends. I could still see you doing something like that on like cable TV. So I wouldn't say to throw it away completely. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I think there's a nostalgia to what you want to do, but I think what we're doing now, what you do right now, Jason, is the future. And I think sometimes when you're too far ahead, you're like, I, I, I want these things that I've seen in the past, but you already there. All these platforms that you kind of want to be a part of, they want to be where you at. They want to be in this space. So I feel like you should keep pushing forward. And uh, it's nothing wrong with loving nostalgia and um, those platforms, those old mediums. But we're here, baby. This is us. Yeah, we've been having the conversation about late night and all that, and I think that's there. I also, I just, you know, you get to a creative place. If you think about it, I've been doing this show from the beginning of Hollywood Unlocked. I've been doing this show, then gagging, and and they're both very different shows. And they're different, but they're also very much things that I like. I like having real conversations. I love being able to bounce things off of co-hosts here. And then I love the other show because it's a live show with fans. But you do get to a point in your career where you're like, how, how long am I supposed to be doing all of this? And am I supposed to even be doing all this? And should I be doing something different? And am I doing enough? Or am I not, am I doing too much in this space? Am I, you know, and so my mind is just exhausted to the point to where I, I drove myself sick. And so now that I'm feeling better, I'm going to spend some time to myself for a while, just really thinking about the future of all things Jason Lee. I do want to make an announcement here on the show for everybody who understands 
the tone of this voice that you hear and that understands that I am telling you something that you must pay attention to. You can no longer refer to me as a blogger. I've never referred to myself as a blogger. I've never liked the terminology blogger. I think it's a way of mainstream media trying to put me in a box where I don't size up to them when it comes to influence and we all know I have just as much impact as the next man. Uh, and so I have... I am done with the word blogger. You can never refer to me as such. You can never talk to me as such. You will not address me as such. You, I have now uh, uh, trademarked the term culture critic. So Charlemagne called me a culture critic in my LA Times article interview. And it just hit me that I like that term. I am a critic of the culture. I'm a critic of all things pop culture, celebrity culture, and just culture in general. And I love that term. I text Charlemagne that I own it so he can't use it anymore and I own the trademark and that is what Jason, I am now. Jason, Culture Critic is already a job title. You own culture the term Critic Culture Critic? Is, well, I had Law Roach right here on this show who said he was an image architect and he trademarked that and owns that. And when I heard him say that and I think about all the way I protect IP and all of that, I called my attorney and I said, can we trademark for the title, for the use of title culture critic and she said yes so i now own that trademark oh so i used to have that on my business card so i don't want to get sued by you so i'm going to take that off thank you for the heads up yes i will absolutely sue you i'm officially a culture critic and you know uh i told my pr team i want to do an op-ed piece somewhere on the death of the blogger like we're going Mm. to stop we're going to kill that name just the way that hannah montana was killed by miley cyrus it is a wrap. I don't want to hear it. The wrecking ball has swung this way. It is what it is. You will refer to me as such. And the, the other stuff of like conversations I no longer want to have, I don't want to talk about uh, antiquated beefs or one-sided beefs with people anymore. I don't want to talk about anybody in the past I've had drama with. Like Every interview I've ever done about those people is out there. It's been entertaining. I'll find some new beef to create. Moving forward, we are not getting into the weeds of uh, bloggers and all that. Because, you know, what, what is a blogger? I feel like a blogger, as they said in the LA Times piece, a blogger is somebody on the outside writing about it. I'm not on the outside. I'm on the inside. I am unlocking Hollywood. So why would I be a blogger? Like a blogger just seems very, and no shade to the bloggers. It just seems like for those of you that aspire to be that, be the best blogger you could be. But I never aspire to be a blogger. So I don't want to be called a blogger. I just think it's a way to minimize certain people. It's like when Will Smith did the slap that we're going to stop talking about. But they called him like rapper Will Smith in some um, in some of these publications. I was like, rapper? Even when they do that to Kanye, where Kanye has accomplished so much more, but they'll you know try to minimize you to rapper Kanye West. So these are the things Virgil. they do when they want to play these. They call Virgil like a hip hop, a hip hop designer. They called Virgil a hip hop designer at the Oscars. I, I was like, are you serious right now? So yes, I agree with you, Jason. They constantly give us these minimizing things that they people. Somebody called me a blogger one time my entire career. I was like, no, I'm a writer. Like I get, I get like full paychecks. You know what? Don't even bring up reality television anymore. We all know I've been on reality television. We know that's how we got my start. That's how a lot of people that are successful got their starts. I don't want to talk about reality TV. The only time you'll talk about reality TV is if I decide to return to reality TV on my own show. I feel like, you know, I just wrote a reality show concept with me starring in it because I think that my world is entertaining enough to put on television, but it's not going to be what I've been a part of in the past. In fact, I left a very public situation 
because I feel like I didn't fit there anymore. And I and I I, I think that when I when I when I think about us growing as black people, I really feel like people don't understand the social construct of how media works, how networks work, how society works, you know, how I'm introduced to you is the way that you will be forever. No, we all are like caterpillars. We're all going to evolve into beautiful creatures. And I've evolved and, you know, I've allowed for a long time people to control my narrative, but I'm taking it back in a very, very specific way by not allowing titles to exist that I don't fit in. And also to stop even allowing interviews to reference me. I'm getting ready to do this interview with a magazine. They're giving me the cover, which I can't talk about yet, but I'm excited about it. And I want to be clear that that cover has to represent the evolution of my career. It can't represent the past because we've already lived in all that. And I'm over that. My future is so much brighter than my past. And I just want to say to everybody out there, whether you're at your job and somebody's trying to keep you in a in a in a in a contained in a bucket or you feel like you just can't get from under something that other people put on you you get to decide your narrative you get to control your destiny and so while i think at times even myself i just look at the work that i'm doing cuz i'm in it and i just try to stay in what i'm in now and not look too beyond where i'm at i don't look i don't stand 30,000 feet above me and look at my career or look at what i'm doing but I've been meeting a lot of people lately, and shout out to Tisha Campbell who stopped me in Vegas during the Grammy week to tell me that she is enjoying watching my evolution and that she's watching the growth of me as a person in media and as a person in the entertainment. And it felt good to get that feedback from her, and I've been hearing that a lot lately. And so I, I, I appreciate that people are seeing it, but I, I want to start reclaiming that when it comes to the narrative in the media because you know they say whatever they want about me. Uh, but nonetheless, here we are. Damage the Blue, how have you guys been? I feel like we've not been together in a minute. I wonder why, Mr. International. <laughs> we need to go on tour. We need to have like a Hollywood Unlocked tour so that when Jason leaves, we can leave with him so the folks can still see us, guys. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just claiming there it. Is. Well, no, it's been good. To... We've been enjoying the sun. Mm. Okay. Here in L.A.? Oh, absolutely. You know, right now it's 91 degrees outside. I think LA is finally about to open back up the way I'm used to it being. It, we had a long cold front, so I think it's a good time to get out there, hit the beaches, feel that sand, and explore LA. Jason, I know you've been everywhere but here, but LA is still a beautiful place to explore. LA is a, is a, is a vacation destination, and my friends were in from out of town, so I took them to Damage's uh, Wednesday uh, party, and they had an amazing time. Thank you to Damage for having us. It was it was a good time. Damage was playing a lot of '90s music. Though. I was like, "How old were you when this came out? How do you know these songs?" So yeah, it was fun. It was fun listening listening to the '90s and early 2000s music with my good friends. So I had a good time. I just love being in Los Angeles now that outside is open. Kind of. Are you planning ahead for a big expense or purchase? I've been there. So let me tell you, do not put it on a high interest credit card. Whether it could be car repairs or medical bills, don't do it. Instead, you should use Credit Karma to help you find a low interest personal loan that could save you money while you pay off your big purchase or expense. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Plus, comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free. It won't even affect your credit scores and it could save you money. 
Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Go to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditcard.com forward slash loan offers. Credit Karma. Apply with more confidence today. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been to an LA beach and I don't know how long. Maybe this weekend. That sounds like a thing. Get the get the Jeep, get the dogs, go on, go down to PCH, go find me a nice beach in Malibu. Maybe I'll do that because the weather nice. is really nice and clear. Let me just tell you guys something that happened. I, I haven't told anybody this yet. So, you know, I went to Dubai back in New Year's uh of 2021 with Floyd Mayweather and the team. And I went out there for my first time and really saw how futuristic the world looked over in Dubai. There's lots of money, lots of opportunity, but more importantly, the humility in people, the lack of crime, such a very nice, beautiful, architecturally beautiful uh, uh, city or country. I don't know if it's city or country. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but <laughs> but uh, the city of Dubai and the whole area uh, and the Emirati folks there, um, it's just such an amazing experience and very futuristic. So when I went there, I learned a lot about NFTs and crypto and, and felt like the world had not caught up yet. And that over here, although people are in crypto and getting into NFTs, we don't know that this literally is about to be the huge, the the, the, the most large uh, experience that we've seen in the net in, in years, where we've seen the evolution of the web just blow up. And so when I saw that, I was like, yo, I got to come back and figure out what this is, but I have to come back on my own, my own terms, my own time. So I flew some people from my team out there with me. I flew some friends out there. About seven of us went to Dubai um, and spent a week out there. Um, and shout out to everybody who took really good care of us. But we were able to really meet with a lot of powerful people in crypto. Um, I went to um, to Blockchain Week. Shout out to Binance and to Melanie who brought me into that world. And I started to really meet a lot of people that were very powerful and very rich in that space. Um, I, but it was the most interesting experience, not just for that, but for what I also discovered. I found out that somebody here in the United States actually tried to block me from meeting with people in Dubai, making phone calls ahead, saying things about me, trying to stop people from working with me. One, we all know I'm openly gay and we know in Dubai that is not something that is um, wow. popular or legal. So trying to drop uh, hints of how I'm this or I'm that to stop me. But let me tell you how it backfired. Not only did it not work, but because Jason Derulo and Neo and everybody that saw me out there celebrated me publicly, because people were inviting me to their restaurants as a guest and hosting me and hosting Hollywood Unlocked, and because I have fans out there and people who know me and know the work that I do, people embraced me. And not only did they embrace me, but I left with a major multi-million dollar partnership. And I'm excited uh, to start getting into the space of Web3. But I have to tell you, you know, when you start to soar, when you start to really have impact, people will come out of nowhere and anywhere to try to stop you. And but but what I will say and that my God has taught me is that what is meant for you is meant for you. No man can get in the middle of that. And so I left there with that multi-million dollar partnership that will be coming out soon. And we'll talk about what that's going to be. But what it was is really a lesson of the fear that I believe now that I have bestowed on people and that the hate is showing up and the hate is real. And, um, you know, while I celebrate being gay and I'm not going to not celebrate it no matter where I am in the world, I don't need it to be a banner of who I am, but I also don't need to be a, a block 
to opportunities because of who I am. And uh, I can only imagine what other people go through, but I have to say it was pretty tacky and that person has their day coming to them very soon. That's disgusting. What was, what, what would you say is the motivation behind blocking you? Is it just because hate of your success, hate as you as a person? Is it a vendetta? Like wh- what would be the, what do you think it is? Because sometimes a hater just hating. You don't have to have any reason. Yeah, I know what it is. I know what it is. You know, Dubai has a desire to tap into the Western culture, celebrity, pop culture, media. They want more focus and emphasis brought to what's happening over in Dubai uh, because they do. I mean, they have they have a lot going on out there. Amazing, beautiful things. Right. And I think because if you know me and to know me is to know that once I see opportunity, once I see it, once I smell it, once I feel it, once I feel like I could reach it, I go for it. And I put all my resources behind it. You know what I mean? And so I think that this person wanted to be the plug for Dubai. And then here comes Jason Lee, Hollywood Unlock. He's literally going to unlock Hollywood for Dubai. And mm. the money is very different out there. The opportunity is very different. And where we politic a lot out here and act like we want to work, those people literally want to work and they want it to go now. I met with a man who's a billionaire. He's a multi-billionaire. And he said to me, as I was telling him my story, he was asking me about my upbringing and where I came from and what motivated me and my company and this and this and that. And as I'm telling him my story, me and Rob are sitting there and I'm telling him my story and and I can feel in the storytelling that the passion is coming out for all I've gone through to get to where I am, to go from Stockton, California to Dubai, to go from having nothing, no home to owning a home, to going from a place where everything was taken from me and the people who were supposed to love me didn't love me to getting love around the world from fans or being able to sit in a, in a nice restaurant in the middle of the most beautiful city that I've been in in a long time. And to have this conversation, I I felt the energy coming out. And when I felt he was receiving it, this man looked me dead in my face and said, I will give you a hundred million dollars if you can come back with the right plan. And I looked at Rob and I said, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. we better start getting to typing up this plan. (laughs) You better start getting to typing up that plan. But But that is why I think to your point damage, why they want to stop me because I don't want the hundred million dollars to just have a hundred million dollars. I'm now on the next chapter of my life where I'm looking at how can I create more opportunities for more people of color and also have an impact in communities where people who look like me are underserved and don't have access. Hollywood Unlocked has to be more about telling more than telling people what their favorite stars are doing, but how do we really unlock Hollywood for people who want to work in it? How do we unlock Hollywood for people who look like me that want to be on carpets? How do we unlock Hollywood in rooms where they don't let people like me in? And that's why I was excited to go to the Grammys this week, because this Grammys this week was less about me going to award show. I don't just go to award shows, but I went to the Black Music Collective Dinner hosted by the CEO of the Grammys, who's a black man, Harvey Mason Jr., and by uh, uh, Valicia Buttonfield-Jones who I've known since she was over at Google. She's now the co-president. So to be able to be invited to the Grammys for the first time on the inside, to be able to celebrate and participate and see more Black people ushered in, and then to go to the awards and be able to connect with our stars and then see Hollywood unlocked in the building, really is um, an identification that the path that I've chartered is the right path. And you know, it, it, I don't look at it as it's a path by myself because me and Angie from the Shade Room text whenever there was a discrepancy with access on the carpet. And when I saw my team on the carpet, they were standing right next to the Shade Room. It is not all about me. And as I really start to see what Hollywood Unlocked means, 
it's about how do we unlock Hollywood from an educational standpoint, from an access standpoint. And so now I look to get more active over at the Grammys and I look uh, uh, on how I can continue to do the work here. But the people who try to block you, that's just an indication that what you're doing is right, that you're doing something right. So you can't, what's important is you can't sit in it. When somebody's hating on you, you can't sit in the hate and get frustrated and just want to go to war because there is that part of it that is a part of the process that we we do have to go to war. But, you know, you have to be able to just take that deep breath and stay focused on the agenda at hand because you know that when you're there, your your seat at that table is is a larger representation of the people who have not been able to find the path to their seat. I mean, kudos for being to empathize or at least relate to where the hate is coming from and understanding what it looks like in the bigger picture. I just think it's incredibly disgusting to know that you were going to a conservative uh, country and to weaponize your sexuality against you. It could have been dangerous in a very different kind of way that has nothing to do with your career. I know you have security and you have the resources, but I think it's disgusting that somebody even made the attempt to put you in harm's way just because they want to be the plug. Um, and I think a lot of people are very menacing and they really need to look into the mirror. Like, why did I wake up this morning hoping to make somebody else suffer just for following their purpose? So I think that's really, really gross. I think the way that you've been able to pivot away from it is amazing, but folks need to be really, really careful to confront the hater within. And I think as much as we talk about cancel culture and canceling cancel culture, let's talk about folks who just need to figure out how to address the hater within. Because I think since Trump was president, we've created this thing where people feel comfortable taking their feelings of inadequacy and pivoting it into hatred. And there's a lot of really sick people who've been sitting around during COVID getting bitter who see you winning, Jason. And even though they come from the same place you come from or they have the same identity or have gone through similar things, they can't see the you that lives in them because they're too busy hating because they haven't done anything. So for anybody who finds themselves unable to clap for others, please confront that demon inside of you because you're just as bad as the person who tried to sabotage him in Dubai. It's, it's been a thing lately that has started to really get on my nerves. Some of my closest friends I no longer deal with because they don't know how to clap for others. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also just know like um, in many ways, I still look at me as I'm just Jason. Like I'm just Jason. I'm I, but I know I'm not the same person I was when I started Hollywood or not, but all of us should have evolved in seven years you know, all of us should grow in seven years. We should be shedding who we are as a person every day. And I'm not perfect by any measure. My dreams have not gotten any smaller. My dreams get bigger every time I travel because when you see the world and you understand global impact, when you can walk in a building and the people know you and ask for pictures or you meet people from other countries in another country who's like, oh, I'm from Africa and I'm a fan. And, you know, you start to realize that, what you thought up as a dream is actually growing. But my mental is still the same. I still love people. I still have an affection for people. I feel like there's a lot of people asking for money now that never asked for money before, and that's annoying. But I, I have to tell you, um, it, it felt so good to be able to sit there with pure confidence over my capabilities in the midst of being told how I was being hated on, in the midst of being told how I was being, you know, uh, you know, the way I was being talked about. And uh, for many, many years, you know, people have allowed their narratives to be controlled. I know I have because it's like, I ain't gonna pay attention to that. But you know, I'd said on the Drink Champs that this new energy, I'm sticking up for myself and I'm standing for myself. But shout out to the, the folks that I did build a partnership with. There's lots of work to be done there. I'm excited. We finalized everything this week um, and the money's in the bank. 
So I'm excited and uh, I do look forward to working more out there. And um, there's some events that I want to create there and then a foundation that I'm starting. So a lot of good things ahead. Uh, And so look, uh, speaking of the Grammys, I went to the Grammys this week and saw everybody, but I did not see Cardi B. Then again, I already knew she wasn't going to go because I talked to the girl every day. But Cardi B was attacked uh, by her fans and slammed over not going to the Grammys. Now, over the weekend, demanding fans made Cardi B delete her Twitter and her Instagram, all because she didn't attend the 2022 Grammys. Now, as celebrities began hitting the carpet in Vegas, some members of the Barty gang realized the rapper was nowhere to be found. So they immediately took to Twitter asking why she, quote, hyped them up if she knew she wasn't going. Now, here's where I'm confused. Before I went to the Grammys, I spent time with Cardi B in the studio. I went there probably three, maybe three or four times. I can't remember. I went to the studio to hear new music, which is fire, by the way. And I'm so excited for that music to come out. But I was listening to the music and she was in such a positive headspace. And what frustrates me is that every time I talk to Cardi B, it is always about what she can do to create for her fans. It's always about how she loves her fans and what she can create and what she's doing musically, what she's doing product-wise, and how she's evolving as a brand. But I also talked with her about her as a mom and her her new son, who she's yet to reveal to the world, but I heard the reveal's coming soon, and, and her family and her husband. And she's been in such a positive space. So when I was in the studio, she never mentioned anything about going to the Grammy. So I don't even know where these claims came from. But now the fans have ran the poor girl off social media. Oh, man. You know what? Cardi B, uh, her rise to fame was from those fans from social media. And some of those fans, those day one fans, feel entitled to her movements, what she's wearing, what she's doing, what the child name is, who she's dating. And it's just a really nasty catch-22. And I feel like this is just the world we're in. It would be easy for me to say, like, oh, she should ignore those comments. She should turn her phone off. But that's the same platform, that same medium that got her where she is. So I'll be hip, I'll be a hypocrite to say, oh yeah, just ignore them. So it's just a tough situation. I think it's nasty for them to speak on what she should be doing, to speak on her child. Um, it's never that serious, y'all. And sometimes people behind this phone will say some things they would never say in person. And that's all you get. You get a bunch of crazy weirdos that likes your music, that likes, you know, liking your pictures on Instagram. And they think you can comment anything to somebody because they don't think they're human. They don't think they have feelings. They think they don't have emotions. And that's just not the case. And I think her deleting her Instagram for right now is her protecting her peace. So I support it. Confront the hater within. I, these fans are entitled is the right word. They're very, very entitled. And we've talked about this a million times about why we keep on saying celebrities are human beings. Because y'all love to like build them up and then tear them down. Same thing happened to Doja Cat a couple weeks ago in Paraguay. They dragged her off the internet as well. Your fave is not at your beck and call. And I think a lot of these fanatics need to chill out and catch your breath. That girl never did anything that was bad enough for you guys to speak about her children. And I think that for me too, if you're a fan, how do you go from saying I'm Cardi B's number one fan to saying X, Y, and Z by her kid in the next breath just because she didn't go to an award show that you weren't even invited to, weirdo? You, you weren't going to be there anyways. Well, listen, listen, so the way this all came about, which I think is crazy, because y'all on social media swear to God that you are investigators. Because she was on her Instagram story flying somewhere, you assume that she was flying to the Grammys. The girl was flying to New York. She had videos that she was shooting for you. um, And she has music that she's recording for you. And she has a kid and a family. She's a human being. 
you know, and this goes back to the whole debate of whether or not celebrities should be sharing intimate parts of their lives. Like you should want to, but again, if they don't share, then the fans are going to be mad that they're not sharing. So she tweeted this. She said, I'm deleting my Twitter, but on God, I hate this fucking dumbass fan base. You got the slow dumbasses dragging my kids all because y'all thought I was going to the Grammys and I didn't. The fuck? When the fuck I hinted I was going? Just fucking stupid. I can't. I need to protect myself. And then she hopped on IG Live to address things once more before deleting her Twitter. And baby, this is what she said. Take a look. What? Why would I go to an award for? Do I have any new music? Why would I show up with one nomination? And I lost it anyway. So you wanted me to go to the Grammys, lose an award, and me just be there, smile like, that's great, that's great. Like, come on now, my nigga. Because it's like, you know, it gets me annoyed when other people talk about me, but when my own fucking fans talk shit about me, that shit really pissed the fuck out of me, bro. That shit really pissed me the fuck off. That shit had like a domino effect of me just going off. And motherfuckers talking about like, <laughs> I'm getting canceled, this and that. Let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck. Whatever I said on them tweets, I really motherfucking mean it. Oh, why would you wish that on somebody, um, somebody mother? Well, that person brought up my son. If you're talking shit about me, why are you bringing up my fucking son? What do my, my son got to do with anything? If you bring up my son, I hate you. I wish, I wish the worst on you. I wish the worst on your mother, your father, your sister, your everything. I hate you, bitch. I wish your fucking existence fucking disappeared of earth because you a dumbass bitch for bringing up my motherfucking son. Then, then, then another, then, then motherfuckers want to be mad at me because somebody said my child is autistic. My child is not autistic. And y'all love saying that shit on purpose because y'all can't call my kid ugly. You can't say my daughter's ugly because she's gorgeous. So y'all want to put, uh, other, but my kid doesn't have that. So if I want to say, don't put that shit on my kid, I could say that. Why am I wrong for me saying, don't put that shit on my fucking kid, but but the person that's tweeting that is not wrong? Well, she said what she said. She said what she said. Now, let me say this. I don't believe that Cardi should have said, fuck your, oh, I hope your mom dies or whatever she said, you know. Uh, but I also understand getting to a point where you've been pushed to the edge, you know, because and the reason why I say I don't think she should have said it is because, Although Cardi B is a human being, she is a superstar and she is a public figure and she has built 138 million followers and people are going to say the stupidest, craziest things. She has to get to a point where she doesn't listen to the idiots who attack her and her children. Um, but I will say, you know, uh, I, when I saw that, I caught her, I said, girl, you all right? And she was like, look, I'm just trying, I just need a break and I'm trying to finish this album. And so she's still focused on her fans and giving them what they want. And I just, um, I don't know, is it fair to be social and to be visible and to be that famous and expect to be treated like a human being? I mean, how, how, how old is Cardi B? I don't mean to put her age out there, but me, I, I remember a time before early social 20s, media. Early 20s. Yeah, right. So I can... I fully understand if that was me in this time in my early 20s as a superstar, I don't care about none of that. Yeah, I know better, but my reaction, especially how I was at that age, I'm going to react and I'm going to pop shit on whoever talks about my son or my newborn daughter in her case. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's right she said what she said, but I understand. So it's just, you know, it's a hard thing. I'm glad she removed herself from social media just to protect herself. Damage, what is the thing you said when we were backstage? You said the Libras are tired. Will Smith, oh, T.I., Cardi B. All the Libras are about to... The Libras are tired, y'all. Cardi, check on Nick Cannon. Make sure he's not tired. All the Libras are tired. You were absolutely right, Damage. Damage is a Libra Libras. as well. So I think if you have a Libra friend who uh, has been keeping it cute lately, leave them alone. They are tired of us, y'all.
You know, one thing I will say though that I do miss with Cardi on social media is what I became when I became a fan of Cardi, it was because she was on social media saying the craziest, funniest shit. And I feel like as her star has gotten bigger and as the pressure and responsibility of managing two kids, you have a husband, you're you have a worldwide brand, you have all these obligations, I feel like she's gotten away from entertaining us on social media. So as a fan, when she does come back to social media, I'm gonna say, Where the fuck are the jokes? I need a fucking joke. I'm going to be in her comments talking shit to her like these fans did and try to gas her. Yeah, I want her to attack me because she has 138 million fans. I want to get 138,000. So maybe if I get in a fight with Cardi B, yeah, that's the clout. Don't she have a song called Clout? They do anything for clout. Right. And it, it, it works too. Yeah, absolutely. Look at Gorilla Glue Girl. She got an agent from like gluing her hair on her head so anything goes these days i would say and here i am without an agent okay well listen cardi isn't the only person i know that's in the news the game is also in the news because he's now calling out regina hall for making lebron james hairline jokes at the oscars now listen listen y'all started this y'all started this and now game is gonna finish it now in addition to the whole will smith and chris rock slap that we heard over jada pickett's bald head Regina Hall, who started in Girls Trip with her, is also made, making news because she made a hair joke at the Oscars. Now, Regina joked about LeBron James' hairline. And we all know that this has been a sensitive thing that, you know, King James has had to deal with. In case you missed it, this is what she said. You know, I was very disappointed that Space Jam 2 did not get nominated in the special effects category oh for that hairline they gave LeBron James. Oh, my God. Amazing. All right. So what you guys think? Do you think that they're overreacting or do you think that this is... Uh, you know, double standard. I would not make fun of a black man's hairline. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I personally wouldn't, but I don't think, I mean, it's not worth her getting slapped over, but I think what's happened here is sometimes there'll be a nuanced situation and then everybody will use that situation as an excuse. And so I do not think what Regina did is the same thing as what happened um, with, uh, Chris Rock and uh, Jada Pinkett because they had a lot more history and a lot more nuance than that. I think this is the first time I've even heard Regina even say LeBron's name. You know what I mean? So I don't think but, it's the same thing. But Regina, Regina got a lot, she got away with a lot that night because you remember she also made a bedroom joke about Will and Jada too where she told Will to come up on stage with all those other men and, and said, Will, Jada gave you permission or something like that. Like she did a joke that was yes. not... She, that that was cute, and they both laughed at it. And again, you know, they didn't go up. There, Jada didn't get up and go slap her or kick her with her GI Jane boot. Why? Why? Because, because why is I don't say standard? why. It's not a double standard because first of all, the the joke that Chris Rock did about her hair wasn't even a good joke. It was punching down. The one that you're talking about was inviting in. So even within comedy, there's good comedy and there's lazy comedy. So let's be really clear: the joke that got Chris Rock slapped was a lazy joke that didn't even hit. So it, what was it really for? It was just a jab for jab's sake. Something that a producer has had to do is a bit that is clearly part of something that's part of the show. It's a very different kind of tone. But I'm not a black man, so I feel like maybe you and Damon should talk about hairlines because I don't really... That's not I my think, struggle. I think, so I'll let y'all talk. Jada, I think Jada should have got up out of her chair, walked on the stage, and slapped the shit out of Regina Hall. That's what I think. I love everybody involved. I just want more peace. But no, I think talking about a man's hairline is a sensitive issue. You know, but but it ain't protect black men's hair. It's all protect black women's hair. We can't talk about a black woman's hair, but you can talk about a black man's hair. No, well, look, the game had enough of it. And after he caught wind of it, he blasted Regina 
okay, for the joke. And he said that it was likely written by a white writer. And this is what he said on Instagram. He said, it's one thing to be a beautiful black woman as accomplished as Regina Hall and not to be able to put your foot down when pre-reading a joke clearly written for her by someone else. I'm assuming a white writer. But another thing to try and clown a truly family-oriented man of integrity, supreme character, and class on a stage where we are all still not wanted. I'm just saying, you see they didn't let Amy Schumer read that line. Furthermore, it's cool to joke about us with us because we as Black folks understand each other in that manner. It is only when it's pre-written and they're conspiring beforehand to once again use us against us for their own humor, end quote. Who wrote that for you, game? Because that was actually, I agree. I agree with him. You don't agree? I think game wrote that. Um, where did this roasting Jones in? What's all the old school terms for this going back and forth? Where does that come from? I feel like our culture created that. So um, I don't agree with the hairline joke. I don't think LeBron James has ever came out and said, oh, I think it's funny when y'all laugh about my hairline. You've seen him do every kind of surgery, spray, sprinkle possible to bring that hairline back in. So he's clearly sensitive about it. But to a game was saying, it's like they're using something we do culturally. You're putting it on a white platform and then you take somebody, you pre-write their joke and have them go at each other for everybody to laugh. Like, I don't think LeBron James has ever cracked a joke about his own hairline. That's the one thing. LeBron laughs about a lot of things. He shakes off the losses. They call him a bum, whatever. I've never seen him crack a joke about his own hairline. So in that case, I feel like no other celebrity or his peers should be talking about that man's hairline. But she did. She's going to get away with it. I doubt LeBron cares. But once again, you're on this big platform. And oh, whoop de doo I'm supposed to be just here chilling. And y'all talk about my hairline again. When y'all going to stop well, talking I, about my I hairline? I won't lie. I want to be famous enough to where they talk about my hairline. I want to be front row at the Oscars where they talk shit about me. I want them to trash me. I want to be talked about so bad. Because, look, this is what? all humor. This is all humor. Look, I don't think it's nice. But it's, you know, to have Amy Schumer, have Regina Hall, you know, Wanda Sykes crack jokes about you. That's kind of fun. And remember, you're in the room with the biggest stars in the world. So, like, you're one of them. Now, I'm I'm more upset at the fact that Tiffany Haddish told me at the Grammys that she had invited me to the Oscars. She didn't say, you're invited to the Oscars. She said, what are you doing this weekend? I said, I'm in Dubai. And she was like, okay, well, the Oscars are this Sunday. That didn't tell me I was invited because I would have went. And if I would have been there in the midst of all this chaos, I would have went on stage and did some kind of selfie video, and then I would have just been out. I would just walk. I don't know, Mama, the whole thing, the whole entire Oscars. I think God worked really hard to make that miscommunication happen because if you were in the room within any distance of the slap when it happened, Lord Jesus wept, that would have been a whole extra layer that I'm not sure my brain can handle. So I'm happy you were in Dubai on a camel somewhere drinking. I, I would have tea. I would have walked up to I would have walked up to Will Smith and said, yo, bro, you about to be canceled. Call me. Come on my show. I would have told him right there, like they coming for you. They coming for you. Get your kids. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> I will say this as black men, I'm gonna let you guys I'm gonna defer to you guys because I do believe in letting people talk for themselves. So if black men found it offensive, I'm gonna create space you know, for y'all you know, to, to let us know. We don't we don't need a woman's permission to talk about our hair though. See that's the problem. No, I'm deferring. I'm deferring. No, you want to defend our hairline and then you want to give us permission to talk about our offense? No, I'm stepping away. I'm stepping away from the black Step away. It's your your kind kind that created this problem in the first place. Lies. The lies you tell. (laughs) Listen. Well, 
Just to play devil's advocate, I think if a, a black actor that went up there and talked about another black actress's hair, would you think there would have been more of a, you know, back and forth, would have been more talk on social media, or you think, you know, people would have just turned a blind eye to it? Quarantine has made shopping online a hobby. I mean, I love getting new items shipped to my door with a click of a button. Everything from shoes, clothes, and even mattresses. Because who doesn't love getting a good night's rest, right? We all know how important sleep is to our overall health and wellness, right? Well, I'm excited to tell you about our next sponsor, GhostBed. We love their products and can't wait to tell you more about the best beds in the game. I think I've got the best sleep with GhostBed, actually. And before making the switch from other mattresses, I don't think I was able to get a healthy full night's rest. You know, the kind where you wake up feeling refreshed, no insomnia, no sluggish feeling. Let me tell you, GhostBed is made in the USA by Nature Sleep, an industry leader in the mattresses space since 2001. And it's a family-oriented business. Every product from the mattress to their sheets and pillows is designed with cooling features so it's perfect if you sleep warm, which I do, most people do. Shipping is free and fast, 24 hours fast. And you even get an industry-leading warranty up to 25 years, two times the industry standard. Plus, there's easy financing on mattresses with rates starting at just $35 a month. GhostBed offers $0 down and 0% APR financing. So yes, you can buy a mattress for like $35 a month and they're giving you 101 nights to try out their mattresses. And if you don't like it, you can return it and get your money back. No problem. Right now, GhostBed is having a flash sale and you don't want to miss out on their award-winning products. So to ND your perfect mattress, check out ghostbed.com slash unlock. Right now, GhostBed is offering our listeners 40% off GhostBed bundles where you can get a mattress and adjustable base or 30% off site-wide. That is 30% off all mattresses plus two luxury pillows. Use promo code UNLOCKED at ghostbed.com slash unlocked. Hurry, take advantage of these savings. That's ghostbed.com slash unlocked and use the promo code UNLOCKED. I think I think it's always dangerous when we pretend that black women's hair and everybody else's hair is treated the same, so they're not equitable. But to keep it in the spirit, but keep it in the spirit. If Amy Schumer would have made a, a a joke about Will Smith's hairline, would we be feeling even more offended? I would look Amy Schumer. I don't even like that lady, but Amy Schumer's not allowed to talk about nobody black <laughs> around me. So yes, I would have had a problem. Like Amy, sit down. You've already stole jokes from black people all the time. To get, let me just chill. So Amy owes us a lot, and she needs I, to hush. I I, I will say. Enjoyed, wait, I would have enjoyed anybody making it. It's a joke. Like what? Can we please get to a place where we're not sensitive anymore? Let me, mm-mm. Jason. Comedy is smart, and there are people out there who are not who are pretending to be comedians who are just mean. And so let's be really honest: Are you a good comedian? Or are you just a mean person who is looking to pretend like you're a comedian? Mean They're not com- the same. Comedy. Cat, mean Cat com- Williams said that. Cat Williams said a good comic doesn't actually have to be mean, mean to be funny. Comedy. Mean comedy is a real thing. Richard Pryor had a lot of mean comedy skit. Not Richard Pryor. It I'm was sorry. Smart. Um. No, what was the guy's name that just died not too long ago? That was nasty. Bill Paul Mooney. Paul That's Mooney had mean He was brilliant. He was brilliant. Hold on, hold on. Paul Mooney was a mean comic at times he said some disrespectful shit we got to get to a point where that's okay but listen let's move on because there's other hairlines to talk about tory lanes was arrested in court for violating the uh megan the stallion protective order now arriving in court this week uh for his case with megan the stallion tory was arrested for violating meg's restraining order against him and allegedly speaking with dj academics about dna on the gun involved 
The judge said that Tory had been sending, quote, clear messages to Megan on Twitter and set a new bill at $350,000. Plus, he was ordered to not mention Meg on any social media. Meanwhile, forensics on the gun came back, quote, inconclusive with four contributors, while the magazine swab excluded Tory. Not long after the judge set a new trial date for September, Tony posted bail and told paparazzi that he's feeling amazing after being freed. Uh, additional details surfaced and revealed that another woman at the scene, Meg's ex-best friend Kelsey Nicole, had gunpowder residue on her hand, suggesting that she was the shooter. Plus, a witness saw two men beating on Meg with the muzzle flash going off near the woman, a.k.a. Kelsey. So now it's starting to look like Kelsey may have allegedly been the person that shot Meg. And so this is just turning into a a drama uh, a drama story that could be on Netflix or somewhere else. Like, who shot Meg? It should be a documentary at this point. This is starting to feel like an, an arc. Not an R. Kelly. Um, what's his name? Tyler Perry. This is starting to feel like a Tyler Perry movie. I feel like people are just throwing things. I'm waiting for Medea to find out that she's the one who actually did it at this point. Um, just because someone didn't load a gun didn't mean they didn't shoot it. Um, someone having gun residue doesn't mean they're the one who shot Meg. There's a million ways that this is all still really circumstantial. So I'm just waiting for a judge who has everything in front of them to make sense of it because the version that I am getting from the media at large is so wild to me. I don't even know where to settle my eyes anymore. Like, I don't, I don't even know who got shot. Did somebody else get shot that we didn't hear about? Well, the story keeps on getting crazy. Let's, let's be clear. Megan has said very clearly that 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 she was shot by Tori. Tori has said that he didn't shoot her. Kelsey's not said that she didn't shoot her, but there's been some conversation for a while in the streets that Kelsey may have shot her. And then the bodyguard was just there, not guarding anybody. And so what I think is happening now is that the public conversation is starting to shift more towards Meg's support. I mean, a lot of people like you are still confused on what happened. You know, and I've said from the beginning, I don't know that Tori shot her and I don't know that Tori didn't shoot her because I want to wait for the court to do its job. But exactly. don't you find this pretty interesting that now he's been arrested and for violating the order for trying to play Meg in the media? I mean, he's been, I guess there's been this perception that he's been feeding media information, but now to be found guilty of violating that order, do you think he now uh, could potentially be in bigger problems? Yeah, man. I think he fell for the trap. I think um, he hasn't had an ability to tell his side of the story He's been silenced in many ways. One, people think he actually shot Meg because she said it. And when she said that, I even came to her support like, bro, who shoots a woman? And then second, now they have this order out where he can't refer to her name at all. So I don't know if he did. Like you say, he needs to have his due process in court. Um, other parties are able to tweet, but he's not. As soon as he puts out a tweet, he I think he said you. He didn't even say her name. He had to be arrested and sent to jail and was out on $350,000 bail. So um, I think he honestly should just be quiet and let the court do their thing. I know he's trying to, I guess, fix his name in public opinion, but let the court do their thing. If you really didn't shoot her, please shut up, Tori. I don't know how much money you got. I'm not counting your pockets. But $350,000 for bail over a tweet, that's very, very expensive. It's it wasn't it. a tweet. It was days and days and days and days of tweets. Like, he wasn't, like, just doing one tweet and they got him. The reason why it was so easy for them to get him is because he was tweeting for days on end. Like, it was subtweeting like a marathon. I was like, the Shade Room and Hollywood Unlocked, she kept y'all, he kept y'all busy for a while. Because every time I hit refresh, it was a new series and threads of tweets. And so, some Somebody just needs to take his phone away. If it's going to cost you damn near half a million dollars, just take your your, mm -hmm. your Twitter account and delete it until this is over. If the truth is, is on your side, Tori, and I'm actually leaving space open for that, 
we'll hear it in the court. But you constantly tweeting when you were told to leave her alone after you already showed up right after her at Rolling Loud. It's not even circumstantial. You did everything in front of everybody. We saw you tweeting her. We saw you at Rolling Loud. Like, calm down, bruh. You'll have your day in court. Just calm down. Mm. Well, we don't know what's going to happen. I know I, I did see Megan this past weekend with uh, with her man party. They seem to be very much in love, and she seems to be very happy. Um, and I just want this to come to a conclusion because I want to be able to have something to talk about. And I hope to be able to sit down with Megan and Tori, you know, separately, of course, to understand how we got here. Uh, but listen, another question I have in my mind right now is how do we get here with this story? And that's T.I., snatching a comedian's mic after a joke was made in public about his sexual assault allegations. You know, we've interviewed the lady here who said that Sabrina Peterson, who said uh, that there were claims that women had been drugged and allegedly raped by T.I. and Tiny. And then there's all the rumors about there being consensual threesomes or whatever, which, you know, I don't police people's bedrooms when they do things voluntarily. But nonetheless, this saga continues to go on with people running up on stage like chris rock had will smith run up on him well now ti is running up on some comedian at an open mic here in atlanta or there in atlanta giving them a piece of his mind now this is the video that's been circulating of the moment that uh, ti confronted a comedian named lauren knight who brought up the rapper sexual assault in his face involving him and his wife tiny take a look because there was no fucking crime there is nothing to charge me for or you know, for me, I, you know shut the fuck up for a second hey listen no 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 as many times as you talk on that shit nigga i'm gonna check your motherfucking ass as long as it takes nigga when you stop talking about it when you stop playing with me and mine I'm going to stop saying something. Nigga, ain't no motherfucking case. Ain't never been no motherfucking case. Because I ain't did nothing wrong. And my wife ain't did nothing wrong. And if you keep on playing with me, nigga, I'm going to motherfucking continue to confront you publicly, verbally. T.I. is innocent. I truly believe it. Get it up for him. There is no charge. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Don't play with me about that. I haven't put his hey, 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 hey. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. The one thing I am is a comedian. I'm not playing with you. See, now you're going to get this on the show. This is not a rap battle. This is not a rap This is a motherfucking comedy show. And be clear, if I want to make jokes about something, I'll make jokes about something. Absolutely. No, you're not going to tell me to shut the fuck up. It's my shit. This is my shit. Well, that's what happened. He ran up on her. I mean, is that another uh, moment where celebrities are just tired of being talked about? No, that was that that was a terrible look for Ti. Man, that's a terrible look. One, you've been a professional in this industry for over a decade, right? So if somebody says something you don't like at a public venue, you can walk away because that venue loses more by you leaving than you standing there going back and forth with a woman telling her to shut the fuck up in this threatening way. I was also sad that nobody came to stop him from going on that stage against her. They just let her, like, you don't know the kind of rage he was in, what he would have did when he walked on the stage. Why is it that a host can be approached on the stage that way? Is it just because it's T.I.? And I'm glad she didn't back down. She stuck to her guns because according to her story, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. He was kind of like um, agitating her first. And that's what she said in reply to him. 
which the dialogue we see in this video could be true, but I think he went about that totally wrong, unprofessional. You're a superstar, T.I., you're an icon in this game. And for you to carry on like that in public, in front of all these cameras, you know, I don't know, you didn't, I don't feel like he got his point across doing that. You seem more aggressive. You honestly look more guilty for whatever people think you do than innocent. I think he handled that wrong. Well, you know what's crazy? Let me say that y'all going to stop running up on people because you're going to fuck around and run up on the wrong person. They're going to lay your ass all the way out because all you have to do is articulate that you're afraid for your life. I want to say that I'm grateful that I talk shit for a living and it comes from a genuine place of just passion of this industry that I love and what I see and what I what I experience. But I've never had, no, let me back up. I have had some people run up on me. I've had a couple of situations, but nothing that got to that level. Oh, no, actually I did with the Odell. <laughs> I've had my things, but you know, again, you know, that, that worked its way out, you know, because we were able to resolve that immediately. But think about how that could have went left. If he would have hurt her or grabbed her or slapped her or pushed her, you know, uh, he could be in jail or he could be sued or, you know, something even worse could have happened. And then I'm, I'm wondering, like, with this girl and with Chris Rock, was there nobody standing by to help? Like, did nobody want to help or do anything? Like, they just let this grown man walk up on her like that. And and shout out to Lauren for holding it down and not giving a fuck. She did not flinch. She did not backtrack. She stood <laughs> in her strength. And, uh, you know, we saw what we saw. That was abusive. Um, that was extremely abusive. And her, and her version of the story is that he was actually in the audience heckling her and scree and screamed at her, why don't you take off the wig? And then in response to him saying, why don't you take off your wig and heckling her? She said, well, why don't we get rid of your charges? And so even him being brought up was in res like re response to him provoking her. What did you think was going to happen when you started screaming at a black woman from the state, from the audience that she needs to take her wig off? So this is not like the Chris Rock thing at all because he was the aggressor. And even the way he walked up on stage and hugged her, I've gotten into arguments with men before where I clown the hell out of them. And next thing I know, I'm getting an aggressive hug that I didn't ask for. You guys do that a lot when you're losing. So even that to me, did that was not a real hug. That was passive aggressive. Also, I'm going to say this with all due respect, T.I., you in Atlanta, East Coast lesbians are different, okay? I've lived amongst them. She, when you go to Lauren's page, it's a rainbow and two swords. She wants the smoke. So you need to be real, real careful. I'm just going to put that out there. Could you imagine if he would have put his hands on her and she would have beat him up? Because y'all be undermining, y'all be, y'all be underestimating these trans girls and these lesbians. They'll mess around and put the paws in. Well, listen, in a second clip that surfaced, T.I. and Lauren are seen hugging things out, seemingly making peace. Take a look. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to protect you and correct you. You hear me? I'm here for your protection and correction. I'm not here to do anything harmful to you. I love you. I support you. Well, now Lauren added fuel to the fire to recap what happened. Take a look at this. T.I. came to the show. It's about over anyway. It's an open mic. He comes. He does like 30 minutes. Now, after he gets off stage, I'm going to the next shit. I'm hosting. I'm talking about marriage and shit. He keeps cutting me off, telling me to shut the fuck up, calling me all kind of bitches, heckling me. So I'm like, all right, come on. Stop playing with me. Like, it's crazy. You keep going and I can't say nothing to you. 
He then starts yelling about how I need to take my wig off multiple times. Take your wig off right now. Cutting me off. Take your wig off right now. Because a lot of y'all are saying I took a cheap shot. This nigga was literally going on and on harassing me. But anyway, I said, I'll take my wig off when you speak on the allegations. Nobody was tight except for him. Nobody was trying to, nobody ever called him a rapist. I responded to him telling me in a room full of people to rip my wig off and made a joke just like he did. So if you got a problem with it, not mine. Well, of course, we live in the world where people respond on their IG lives. I just can't. I, I want to get back to the era where we have real celebrities and real icons not do this on social media. Like, nobody, this never happened. This never happened. Well, anyway, T.I. said he's never been a rapist, y'all. And he never called Lauren out her name. And he'll put money on it. And, of course, it was on social media. Take a look. All that allegation shit, nigga. I ain't never raped nobody. I ain't never did none of that shit, nigga. I ain't that kind of nigga, bro. Dungeons, bitches in my dungeon, you telling me I'm keeping somebody beyond their will? I'm holding somebody? Who want to lead this? That would like, bro, stop. Look, hey, so with all that being said, all I'm saying is, so she said all that shit, right? And I kept it smooth, bro. Mind you, it's a whole fucking confession from a politician. Felicia Morris confessed to the whole plot of all this. It ain't none of y'all talking about this. See where the shit got twisted? Never called you out your name. Never called you a bitch. You give me a video where I called you a bitch, I give you a million dollars. Where I call you a bitch at? Where did I call you a bitch? I never called you no bitch. Yo, we just watched the video of him. Well, here's her the thing: even if he didn't call her a bitch, him screaming "shut the fuck up, dog" and yelling at her with a microphone is still just as bad. So even if he hadn't called her a bitch, everything about his demeanor was being like an attacker. Like, come on, bro, he's a gaslighter from like he's an OG gaslighter. But is Ew. it just Ew. me? Is it just me, or are we embarrassed for him? I feel sorry, honestly. Like, no, he I got think... some good weed. <laughs> no, I think like I think he need to take some time away from social media that was this is why lawyers say don't say anything him saying who would want to leave this sounds crazy when you have those kind of allegations like ti stop don't that's not what you say who would want to leave this I'm, that means damage everybody at this point is taking time away like cardi's taking time away <laughs> Will's taking Take time time. Away. chris rock is taking time away ti we just need the instagram to go time. down we need instagram to go down for 48 hours just do a reset. Oh no, then we're not gonna get no ads. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry, Adam. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I just know in the world of social media and the world in general, there's just so much going on, and there's people hating on people going to other parts of the world too. So maybe the world just needs to take a reset and focus on what's in front of them. Okay. Uh, I'm blessed, highly favored, and 95% back to being in perfectly good health. And when I'm back at 100%, I'll come back with 100 more personalities for that ass but until then damage blue i'm out of here so uh walk with god peace all right look that was a great show and make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy uh-huh that's right that means like subscribe do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on and ladies stay tuned in because you know i have your back and listen make sure that you're commenting below because even though i say i don't read it on the show that's all I do when it's over. Peace.